In this episode of So Here's What Happened Carolyn Talks, I speak with costume designer Avery Pluis, who recently won the Best Costume Design in Film Contemporary at the CapCut Awards in Toronto. She won for Ready or Not, but she was also nominated for J.T. Leroy. Avery has worked on films such as Flatliners, Molly's Games, and on TV shows such as The Umbrella Academy and Star Trek Discovery. We spoke about her work on Ready or Not, the design and building of the iconic dress that Samara Weaving wore for the film, and also what, it, what it's like working on TV shows such as Star Trek Discovery. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Avery, and congrats yeah, on your win. Thank you. Um, you won for, you were nominated for two films. Two, yeah. It was for I'm Ready or Not, and the other one was JT Leroy. JT Leroy. Yeah. Leroy. And does your, does your statue say which one you won for? Is it not Ready or Not. Ready or Not? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so again, as I said, congrats on that. And I, I've seen Ready or Not, and yeah. I loved it. Thank you. And I'm actually so glad I, ha- I have the opportunity to speak to you, because yeah. when I was watching the film, like the thing that really fascinates me is the gradual breakdown of the dress. Yeah. And of and like that is the main centerpiece of the film. Like, you know, the character is played by Samara Weaven, but the dress is... It's a character. It's a character in yeah. itself, right? So yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, what's the, the, what was the first thing that that you were that when you when the director spoke to you that they were like, okay, this week we like she has to wear a wedding dress. What was the first thing that came to your mind? Um, well, I guess it was. I actually did a flow chart with mm. the directors of all of the scenes and all the things that happened to her and the progression of what happens to her in the dress, so that we could easily track the the sort of trans transition mm-hmm. um, and then from there I actually created I called it a dress blueprint which was sort of the outline of the dress design um, obviously I designed the dress first but once we had that established I sat down with the directors and the producers and we actually drew on several pieces of paper where the action would happen on mm-hmm. her so we all were on the same page right and so and so for because it was going to be so active and heavy and the dress does break down over time like how did that inspire your initial design of the dress in it's like pristine right so two things one was i looked at women who were commoners who married into royalty like Mm -hmm. kate middleton and grace kelly Mm -hmm. um for silhouette and then i kind of reverse engineered the dress in that you start with more like the more fabric I had access to, the more that could happen to her. Right. So that's why she's so covered up. Mm-hmm. Right. And you mentioned Grace Kelly because I did kind of see that nineteen, that like late nineteen forties, late early nineteen fifties feel in the mm-hmm. way. In that you have the sweetheart. sweetheart necklace on the inside, but then you have the, yeah. the lace overlay yeah. and how it like covers the high her neck. and the it's long very modest. Sleeves. Well, because yeah. sort of the backstory of her is she's supposed to be this woman who's sort of like all of us, like any sort of normal woman who's lived life and is sort of trying to hide her past right. and try to fit in with these crazy wealthy people. Mm. And and so and the because the material that is something that does have to break down, I know, mm-hmm. like for me, I, I know there's the lace, which is very obvious, but then at the bottom, which is tool. Yeah. I'm guessing, did you have to find a special type of tool that would hold up to, to that? Because, you know, it had to rip at a specific yeah. time and at a specific spot. Did you text, did you test different types of tools yeah, to see which one you wanted? Yeah, we did, yeah. And also um, more sort of tactile, tangible tools that mm. could easily distress right. versus something that's really, you know, hard and crunchy. Mm. And how many versions of the dress did you make? 
there were five variations, but 24 dresses total. Ooh. Yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive, and I can yeah. imagine you all, you have, they all have to be like, exact replicas yeah. of each other. Like, how difficult yeah. is that? Not really when you make them. Mm. Um, and I designed it in five parts so that because we had such a tight schedule, we could easily change Samara on set um, rather than having to take her back to her trailer to get her into everything. So it was a corset, a shirt, two skirts, and a sash all in different parts so right. that, you know, because different pieces of action happen in different spots on her. And so what it did was it maximized our budget in terms of like, I think in the end, there were more shirts than there were, were skirts. Right. Because more happened um, in sort of her chest and arm area. So I made more shirts, but we just kept some of the same skirts. Right, okay. So the things, when I was watching the film, one of the things that, I, that really caught my eye was where her dress ripped. And it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't rip too high and it yeah. doesn't rip too low. and the length I think that's called a T T length. T yeah. length, right? You know and your fashion. I, I do I love I, I love fashion. Yeah. My mom is a seamstress too. Oh, okay. And yeah. she so I grew up around it. I grew up around it and I learned um I learned dressmaking and design yeah. at secondary school and she's always trying to get me to sew and I have a sewing machine. Oh haven't cracked it open yet. Yeah. Um but yeah, I do love that and I did like and I wanted to ask you like how did you pick the length? Because I you know for generally you would think, okay, if it's gonna be this it's gonna be mm-hmm. right. It should might rip shorter, so she'd have more room to more um, leg room, and it wouldn't get caught. But then the thing is, it is supposed to get caught. Yeah, kind of things, right? So how did you decide on the length that you want that you where you wanted it to rip? Um, well, part of it was sort of where it would catch in a certain spot of action that happens to her. But it was also we wanted a. It, it's just T length is flattering on most people, but also. Um, we didn't want it to turn into this overtly mini mini dress that you cl- like kind of classically see with a final girl. Mm. We wanted her to still be empowered and be able to move and kick ass without thinking about what she was wearing. Right, and that's the thing because um, most people look at wedding dresses, especially one that's lace and tulle, I think delicate. Yeah. And it, and like, that's the opposite. Like the dress does hold up to a lot of, um, even though it gets broken on over time, it yeah. does hold up to a lot of, um, a lot of action and a lot of movement, and it kind of reflects the character. Yeah. And when you were designing, like, when um, had you watched any work done previously by Samara when you were designing to get an inspiration of how she would like fit into the dress and how the dress no, would fit? No, I didn't. But I had a lot. I had lengthy conversations with her about um, what she felt comfortable in, mm-hmm. and also, you know, the fabric is actually a stretch lace. On like the bodice, For the bodice yeah. um, which traditionally you wouldn't really have in bridal, um, but I did that on purpose for all the action mm. that she had. Right. And um, what was your favorite thing about designing the dress, and your least favorite thing about designing the dress? Um, my least favorite thing was the budget, because <laughs> obviously doing bridal, you want to, <laughs> you know, you want to go opulent. Um, but my favorite part was creating something so beautiful out of nothing. Mm. Yeah. Right. And it was very validating to, um, there's actually, uh, I'm not going to name names, mm. but I, I'm working on a project right now and I was um, looking at bridal online just for references and there's a fashion designer who's um, come out with a dress that's very similar to, mm. yeah. But I'm not going to say who because I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned designers. So there's one designer I've always 
admired, and most people, and, and that's Jarjus Chakra. Okay. And when I saw your dress, I actually kind of thought of him because he uses like really? a lot of intricate lace patterns okay. yeah. in his dress. I know it doesn't make sense, but when I was watching films, I'm like, ah, oh, Jarjus Chakra. Like, I was yeah. like, I would love to see something that he designs in action film because I'm like, you know what, lace is badass. Yeah. And like, you know, leather and lace. Also, is you know why we chose lace? Because it um, carries blood better than any other fab. You can oh, see really? blood easier. Yeah, and the texture yeah. of the lace picks up blood. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't, I guess it kind of would make a creepy pattern because like the la- mm-hmm. the, la- the blood would flow on the different, yeah. and it would look kind of creepy. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, I didn't even think about that, yeah. but yeah, that would be kind of creepy. Yeah, that was actually one of the director's requests, but then when I went into the Grace Kelly and um, Kate Middleton direction, they both also have lace dresses. So it kind of, came all together. Yeah. It was kismet. Right. And you've worked on other products that are in other genres. Mm-hmm. So like Ready or Not is horror, um, contemporary, I guess yeah. you could say. And then you've worked on sci-fi projects and you've worked on action. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, if look, from looking at your ID, IMDb, you've worked on projects like Star Trek. Yeah. Discovery. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that. So you're for what, did, did you work in the designing department or were you like in the breakdown I department? I assisted or? Gersha Phillips well, okay, for so a little bit. Yeah. yeah, the designer. Yeah. And what was it like working with her and on that, on that project? Amazing. Gersha is a force to be reckoned with. She's extremely talented and a designer that I really admire. So I learned a lot from working with her. Mm. And you've worked on like in action, and you've worked on like a, a lot of very a lot of different types <laughs> different, of films. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, Triple X, yeah. The Return of Xander Page. Yeah. And what was it? and I, I'm asking about this because like each genre requires something, something different, different and a different skill set yeah. technically. So like for you, so like, I was a costume buyer on that and. What I like about working on all different types of projects is that I always learn something new. And the thing I love about film is I always feel like I'm, every day I'm learning something Mm. new and I'm so much a student of the universe in a lot of ways. And I, I love feeling out of my element and then conquering something. Mm. And so working on all different types of projects has sort of served to that desire to conquer foreign things. It is. And and I guess designing is kind of like that. And even just working in the costume de- mm-hmm. um, department is like that because um, like we always say like um, costumes tell the a visual story of the characters. And yeah. just even being like someone who's just a, cost- a buyer for the costume department, you still have to have a vision of what the director yeah. wants and what the costume designer wants. Yeah. And you have to go there and, and find it and be like... I always describe it as being a costume buyer is like putting on the costume designer's eyeglasses. Mm. Right, because yeah. like, you, you, you're you going out there, you have to, you see a pair of pants maybe, yeah. you'll be like, is this pants going to work? And Because you, you have to know the project too, you have yeah. to know exactly what everyone Well, and wants. also, you have to remove your ego from it because there's so many times where I'm like, I love these pants, but it's like, <laughs> I know that the designer won't like those pants, and so... Your job is to execute their vision and be their support. Mm. And how did how did you get into costume design, particularly? Very organically. Um, so I had worked in fashion before, and it was during the recession, and I was having a really really hard time. And my uncle is a scenic painter. Um, and it was when Ayatsi, my union local, first hit a, a sort of big boom in the past couple of years Mm -hmm. and they were just dying for crew and he said to me you know 
uh, there's a huge need for costumers right now. I know you don't have a huge background in film, but your knowledge of fashion and textiles and construction would be an asset. And so I applied to the union um, to become a permit. And my first day on set, I was like, oh, like, it was sort of like finding your soulmate, but mm -hmm. with work. Yeah. And then I've just been here ever since. And that was eight or nine years ago. Mm. And what has been the most challenging thing for you, like going, going, going from that to now? I think transitioning from being a costumer to a costume designer is like a really kind of murky area. Um, I finally feel like I'm actually a costume designer now. Um, but it, it's tricky because to be taken seriously as a costume designer, you have to be designing frequently. But when you're first starting out, you can't afford necessarily to only be doing costume design and only be doing a project every year and a half. Mm. It's just not sustainable. So it's sort of having a foot in both um, that's challenging when you're making the transition, but once you do, it's like, it, it, it's a total shift. Mm. And, and because you're, and because like for you personally, you work in so many different genres, mm -hmm. and and when you're doing things, especially like for going back to Star Trek Discovery, yeah, because it's it's such an iconic show, yeah, and the thing that it, that show itself is becoming like it has become extremely popular. It's like a it's like a fantastic sci-fi mm -hmm. show. Like I watch it like yeah, as soon as it comes on, and I'm a huge fan. Of it, but I'm also a huge fan of the Star Trek series in general. Right. And when you're working on a project like that, where it does have that history. History. Mm -hmm. um, does being a fan of like fashion history itself because like you have to study like different different periods of fashion, right. and different things. Does having does is I know this sounds like an extremely like nerdy question. No, but having good. that that love for history yeah. of fashion history does it help with shows like Star Trek Discovery that have their own histories themselves? I think so. I mean, Gersha's very well educated in fashion history and contemporary fashion. She's like a walking encyclopedia. Mm. And I think she's doing a beautiful job, so I'd say for sure. It definitely informs it. Mm. And and for a show like that, where you have the costumes, they, the thing with the Star Trek Discovery is because they, they're they have to be like completely new costumes, mm -hmm. but then they still have to tie back into the into the the previous shows that we've seen, even, yeah. though, even though technically Star Trek Discovery takes place right. <laughs> before all those other shows, mm -hmm. um, does that does that make it more did that make it more challenging to, for 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 the stuff that you worked on, like on Star Trek Discovery or um, yeah on Star Trek Discovery yeah. I don't really know what I can say because you sign a huge NDA and I also don't want to speak out of on behalf of Gersha yeah, because. Yeah. I respect her so much, and yeah. it's her work. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, that's okay. It's alright. It's fine. Um, and and for you, like, what's what's like, what's your favorite thing that you've designed as a costume designer? For you personally, like, be it like the dress from Ready or Not, or from probably the dress from Ready or Not. Mm. And I just finished the craft reboot, and I'm really proud of what we did mm. there. But I also signed a huge NDA about that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> sworn to secrecy, but I'm very proud of the work that I did on that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, um, I think that's it. I think okay, that's our cool. time again. Thank you it was so really much. It's really nice for, to meet you. You, thank you so much yeah. for talking to me. Yeah, of course. Again, congrats on your work. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it was nice.